interesting quinky dink. We were just talking about the messaging by the White House and how it is that you've got these headlines going around. Time magazine. Trump gave Americans a massive tax cut few are noticing. The New York Times. Face it, you probably got a giant tax cut. Um, and the realization that the vast majority of people got tax cuts, but... The vast majority of people think they didn't. Right. I would how point. how does the how does the White House not fix that messaging earlier? I would point out that both of those outlets are distinctly left leaning, and and it's got to be so clear a case uh, for them to say something like that that mm-hmm. it's a hell of a clear case. It's not like the, one of the subtleties of immigration or something. This will encourage immigration. Well, some believe it will. Dis- no, it's it's just black and white. And they, you know, had to come out as strongly as they did. I think that's really notable. Uh, to discuss that and, and, and similar topics, uh, please welcome back to the show Deborah J. Saunders, the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Deborah, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, we're fine and dandy, really. Um, so let's let's talk about White House messaging. I don't know if you want to get all editorialist um, <laughs> as as we've been. I, I think Donald J is enormously talented at certain aspects of man uh, of messaging, but in general, the White House shop has done not let, a great job. And let me hit you with a couple of numbers, uh, real quick, to to make the point for people who make between fifty and seventy five thousand dollars a year. That's kind of like right in the wheelhouse for a lot of the country. Eighty two percent got a tax cut. Only 41% think they got a tax cut. Wow. Half. For people making 75000 to to 100000 almost 90% of those people got a tax cut. Only 47% of people think they got a tax cut. It's astonishing. It is astonishing. And, and why would that be? Well, we know that Donald Trump told people that they get tax cuts, but he's not always the most credible person. Right. So even though he has sent sent this message out and even though they were really clear about it, I think people tend to be skeptical about many things that he says for certain reasons. Um, Another thing is that a number of Democrats kept saying that it was just a tax cut for the very rich. And it was a tax cut for the very rich. It was just a tax cut for practically everybody, though. So uh, it, and so there were think tanks that were sort of sending out misinformation, if you will, about the early versions of it. And, uh, and a lot of people don't know what they pay for taxes. They changed the withholding tables, so you're not getting a bigger refund than you would have gotten before because you're paying less every week. Right. And, and so people are clueless about it. And it's just this sort of uh, – and it was great to see the New York Times – run a story about it, and Donald Trump, when he was in Minnesota yesterday, actually read the headline, face it, you probably got a tax cut. And, you know, he joked about how these people are going to get fired, but they were reporting on something that's true and people don't know. But but I I think it would help that Trump, and I understand what you're saying, that a lot of people don't, don't believe him, but a, a lot of people do. I mean, he's got around 50% approval rating. You would think he could get those numbers up a little higher on that. They think they got a tax cut stuff. I, if I were him, I'd tweet out that New York Times article every day this week. Yeah, I mean, if, and it would probably get lost in an avalanche of other tweets. I mean, I well, if he would I stop tweeting about if he would stop tweeting about how the firefighters ought to take on the Notre Dame Cathedral, <sighs> if he'd stay out of that issue. <laughs> But he has this way of exaggerating. So when he says this, I think a lot of people are like, uh-huh. 
Is there? I mean, a- he's just not the most credible credible salesperson. Even so, he actually has to turn to the New York Times to prove that what he's been saying about the tax cut is true. That would be an unfortunate aspect of his uh, proclivity for hyperbole. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a little boy cried wolfish. Yeah, Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal, is online. So, Deborah, who is the messaging guru in the White House? Is there one? It's Donald Trump. Okay. Right? I mean, we. Well, how, how many briefings have we had this year? I think two. Uh, our, the press secretary, Sarah Sanders, is not really the face of the administration for the press corps anymore. It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh, in pool sprays, sitting in the Oval Office, having reporters shout questions to him, walking to Marine One, uh, making stray comments during rallies and roundtables. That, that's where the message all comes from. And it can be garbled at times. And, uh, I mean, we just don't have uh, – it, there, there are no public events scheduled today in the White House. Um, and when they're – you know, and, and when we do have contact with the White House and we, we are – I mean, we, we ask questions of the press office all the time. We frequently get answers, not always. I mean, we know that they're not the, the highest staff place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but – it, Trump wants to be the person who says everything. Okay, fine, but if I'm if I'm Donald Trump, the day after tax day or yesterday would have been even better. I'm hammering these numbers from the New York Times all dang day long until people are sick of it. Yeah, and, and they can't they can't ignore it in their news coverage. I mean, here's another one for people who make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, households that make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is the case for a lot of people in uh in, in a lot of the cities we're on in. of them got a tax cut. 90%. Wow. Only 46% feel like they think they got a tax cut. Again, consistently half. That's amazing. Uh, You know, know, a lot of people feel that because of of, uh, the fact that state and local taxes are are not deductible as they had been before, that that means that they got a tax hike. But it's not necessarily true because uh, the rates were lowered. All these other things happened. So there are a lot of people who may think they're paying higher taxes, and they're just wrong. And they really ought to be paying attention and they ought to be looking at their pay stubs and they ought to, they, they ought to have a better idea of what they're paying yeah. but they don't yeah everybody yeah. should yeah that's true and and griping is is more uh common uh, in terms of conversation than than shouting hallelujah it's just the way human beings are made the number that came out of bernie's taxes yesterday his uh his 26 percent effective tax rate everybody should know their number Mm-hmm. That uh, maybe may I'd like wow. to pass a law where the yeah. IRS has to put that out. I don't have the slightest <laughs> idea what mine is. I don't. More than that, I don't either. Everybody ought to know their number, and yeah. that would help a lot. Huh. Did my yeah, number I've go up or down? Forgot. Yeah, I, I've known and forgotten. It changes because I mean, it, obviously, you you pay a certain percentage sure. on the on the on the first uh, let's say thirty thousand of your income, and then it go, and then it goes up. So there isn't one exact number. Also, uh, another wonderful thing about our tax system. Right, right, our bizarro <laughs> tax system. Well, you know, just one final thought on the White House messaging thing. You know, the the seat of the pants, not slick, practiced, politico-speak um, aspect of it is really appealing to a lot of people. And it's, it's a it's substantial part of what got Trump elected, I think. But in the kind of music I really like and I like to play, uh, there's a, a phrase, ragged but right. Um, and I just sometimes I think the White House messaging is is mostly ragged. <laughs> yeah. uh, Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, it's always great to talk, Deborah. Go get them. Thank you. Bye bye. All, right. All right. See you later. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a law I would pass. I think it could change taxes overnight, maybe, if, if everybody knew their number for the year, mm-hmm. their effective tax rate. Do the average of all your taxes you're paid. However, they came up with Bernie's number from yesterday. Yeah. Do that for everyone. And uh, and know what it is. We should know that like our cholesterol or our blood pressure or our weight. Right. I think we we got to come up with five numbers. you got to know five numbers. That's several of them right there. Oh, I like I know my height. I've known that for quite some time. You That's not know, the number. You unless know you're your a height. truck and you're going under underpasses, you don't need to know your height. <laughs> That's just dumb. <laughs> Bad number. Blood pressure, that's a big one. It's amazing how often I have to write down my height. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It comes up a lot. That is interesting. I mean, if I committed a crime, am I in a lineup? Is the cops looking for me? Who cares? <laughs> am I 5'9"? Am I 5'11"? Who cares? So this uh, this Muslim congresswoman... um. Ilhan Omar, yeah. Something she said in 2012 got some attention yesterday, among other things. Uh, she's an American hater, which, you know, you get to be and you get to run on that and get elected or not. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying she's an America hater. Oh, I think so, yeah. All right. Stay, stay with us, huh? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty Show. Delta Airlines has announced it will be cutting its seat recline distance in half to avoid disputes between passengers. Oh, we'll find a way, said a passenger holding a baby and a tuna sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe this is controversial. I hate reclines the seat guy. I hate you. I really hate you. And uh, I'm, I'm willing to take on all comers. Anybody wants to argue over that someday? Perhaps not today. Well, the, you are taking from me to gain for yourself, well, period. And, and you're not gaining much. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, the, the amount of comfort I get by leaning back an extra inch and a half is so small right. compared to what it does to the person behind you. I just, you know, maybe it's just my personality, but we're all in an uncomfortable situation here temporarily. Let's all just get through it, be nice to each other. Nobody has ever in the history of air travel talked about how much shoulder blade room they have. It's all about leg room. You know, it's all about how much room do you have in front of you. And I just, I would, I would never recline my seat because I know what it does to the person in back of me and I resent people who do. You ever cough on the top of their head or anything like that? Ever. Always. <laughs> and occasionally, occasionally a garroting. Do the thing where, like, you dip your fingers in some water and then you cough and sprinkle water on their head. It's a classic. <laughs> Sometime I'll loop a little shoelace over the seat and around their neck and just pull. <laughs> Comfortable now? <laughs> You'll be reclining in the grave. Wow. So Transition uh, music, Michael. Uh, yeah, really, good. really good. necessary. <laughs> I like this one. The classic take on me played it on a flute? Uh, or something. Slide whistle? Somebody's blowing on something. 
Okay. That oh, probably God. did it. Make it stop. I forgot what we were talking about, which is the goal. <laughs> I forgot never my name. Even, never let it get to the chorus. They yeah, really the, bring it the home The there. chorus is the best part, but you gotta, woo, you got to suffer through a fair amount of that to get to it. So this woman from Minnesota, she's a, uh, a congressperson. She's a Muslim congressperson. Somali, uh, from the Somali community in the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Which in general... A lot, of, a lot of Somali folks. Which in general, I don't care about the religion of really anybody in government. Um, it depends on how much it influences your life, I guess. Right, your policy ideas, your view of the world and the country. Uh-huh. And she's been in trouble recently for making allegedly anti-Jew comments. Um... Some of them, I think, were. Some of them were just a criticism of the conservative government of Israel, which you got to be able to do. Yeah, I was watching uh, Ben, what's his name, podcaster, got his own Shapiro? show. Ben Shapiro yesterday, and he said, he said, I don't think it was hate speech for her to say the stuff she said about Israel and Jewish people. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. He said, I also don't think it was hate speech for Trump to say the stuff. He said, people, people call too many things hate speech, and... I would agree with that. In general. She trafficked in some old anti-Jewish tropes. Jews aren't loyal to America. They're loyal to uh, to Jews. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Straight out of the protocols of elders. If of, I don't of know the trope, does it count, though? Well, see, that's the interesting <laughs> thing about tropes. Yeah. I don't want to get stuck um, in that. If most people don't know it's a trope, does it matter? But anyway, so there's that. So she, she had the burbling controversy there. Right. There's a Muslim saying some allegedly anti-Israel things. And then she had the whole thing very recently last week about 9-11 was some people did something. And um, and uh, that got a lot of people worked up. And, and Donald Trump tweeted out some 9-11 footage. Right. And Nancy Pelosi, so originally they were going to pass that legislation condemning her. But they ended up... A ended, resolution. A resolution. Yeah. But it ended up being a uh, condemning just... Anything bad that ever happens. Right. <laughs> Just kind don't, of a general bad thing. Don't say anything mean. It was very, very gutsy. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, I haven't spent any time studying her. I don't know how far she is down the road of, uh, of Islamist. I don't assume she is like some people do just because she is Muslim. But, uh, you know, I don't know. And then I saw this video yesterday. This is from her in 2012. Uh, doing an interview for some reason. When I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. Every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up, and you know, yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, hospital. Ex- you don't say America with an yeah. intensity. You yeah. don't say England with yeah. an intensity. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't say um, the army with an intensity. So her professor, who would kind of uh, get worked up about the word Al-Qaeda. Yes. But not America or England. Right. Or the U.S. military. Right. What the hell is that? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. If Well, what is that? That's if, being if that's, a fan of Al-Qaeda. If that's not her having that view that a lot of Muslims around the world have, that America is the great Satan... Then I don't know what it is. And Al-Qaeda is the brave defender of uh, Islam. Maybe they're a little excessive at times, but uh, they're doing good work. Yeah, there are hundreds of millions of people who believe that. And, and it she's sounds one of like them. from that interview, she was one, was one of them. She still believes that? I don't know. I will tell you this. It was only seven years ago. Uh, well, Not like she was a child. Right. Well, that's absolutely a valid point. And the other thing that makes this difficult 
is that, you know, it's one of the, the tenets of, if not Islam as a, a personal faith, Islam is a civilization, Islam is a legal code, um, and Islamism, that if you have to lie to get in and to get Islamism planted, do it. Cloak yourself. Don't betray your real goals. You know, it's a lot like Barack Obama getting Obamacare passed. He was absolutely aiming for single-payer health care, universal health care, but he knew the country wasn't ready for it. It was, it was savvy politics. And so if she were to come out and deny that she still feels that way, I wouldn't believe her. Yeah, that's not a because problem. I know she's lying, but because I don't know she's not. Right, but that's, that is true, but it's, you know, I don't know, how do, you, how do you deal with that? I mean, that's the you-can't-prove-you're-not-something situation. Um, that ain't my problem. But I don't. I don't even need to get, go there. I just heard what she said. In my mind, she's an America hater based on what she just said. And unless she comes out today and says, "No, I don't believe that at all," and here's why, or here's how it's out of context, or something, how did you not take from that? She's an America hater. She's one of those people that puts America in the same grouping with all the other evils of the world. Right. America, Britain, and the U.S. military. And she's a congressperson. I would guess she feels that way. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, what caused the fire? The Notre Dame investigation underway right now. One percenter Bernie, the Fox Town Hall, and another black eye for Facebook. Does anybody know where the hunchback is? Is he, uh, can he be named as an accomplice in the fire at all? <laughs> nice. Blaming the handicap. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> fascinated by the psychology, and I've heard a bunch of people talk about this in the last 24 hours, the psychology of why it bothers us that a big old building burnt. And for some people, it's religion. For a lot of people, it's not. It's just old stuff being ruined. But what what is going on there? Well, it, uh, our history. I think we, we, we're all aware on one level or another that life is fleeting, and we like to feel connected to the past right. and maybe even the future. And, and just the loss of something beautiful, I think that may be enough. Oh, you're talking about uh, maybe God uh, put the torch to the church himself because people have turned away from God. Yep. It's France. happened a few times throughout history, if you read the Bible. Got a note from... The Bible! Thank you, Mr. President. We got a note from William. Uh, after listening to Jack's theory, made me think the hierarchy of the Catholic Church did what they could to protect pedophile priests. The Notre Dame fire could be the wrath of God. Could be. I'm not in charge of deciding what is and isn't. Uh, thank God, but it's, it's a thought. News now with Marshall Phillips. Now, Paris does look a lot different today after one of the world's most iconic structures was nearly lost. Thousands of onlookers watched in stunned disbelief yesterday as the Notre Dame Cathedral was ravaged by a massive fire. He just turned a corner and just... We saw it on fire, and I, I mean, I, I was speechless. I had never seen anything like that before. Paris police questioning workers who were doing the renovation at the cathedral when Monday's devastating fire broke out. 30,000 people a day visit that place. Yes. That's hard to even wrap your head around that number. Yes. Yeah, I, I wish I had. The Paris prosecutor's office has opened an inquiry into what it's calling involuntary destruction by fire. That indicates prosecutors believe the cause of the fire was indeed accidental and not criminal. 
But That's all where it the stands accident, down. Oh, Lord Jesus, this is a fire. But all the accidents that could have happened in the last 800 years and didn't burn that stuff down. Yeah, When we had amazing. much less technology to prevent it or fight it, it's, uh, it is quite amazing. Positive Sean was mentioning off the air that they'd done so much laser mapping and photography and high-tech scans of the place that uh, the rebuilding of it ought to be fairly efficient. Enormously expensive, but... If that's cool. even the thing that you want to do and, yeah. and recreate it, or yeah. maybe you just go forward with this being a new chapter in this building's existence, they I don't know. Cre- they were creating something new at the time. Does it need to be the same as it was before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been to a lot of old churches in various places in the world. They're all more or less the same. I'm not downplaying the significance of it. There's a sameness to them. They're awe-inspiring. They're freaking amazing. But that one's the same as that one, more or less. Mm. And, uh, you know. Mm. Huh? You're about due for a smiting. I'm not anti. I'm pro. I don't know. Not, yeah, the, way, not the way it came off. Smiting's not really big on nuance. <laughs> Democrat president either candidate. Either. It's like the naughty or nice list with Santa Claus. <laughs> You're either smote or you ain't. Well, are you worshiping God or a building? Huh? Oh, Which? Interesting. Or neither. Wait a minute. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders admits he is now a millionaire. Senator Sanders commenting on his tax returns during his Fox News town hall that show he made more than a million dollars in 2016 and 2017, largely due to book sales. Millionaires and billionaires! I've amended that a little bit. Why don't we focus on the billionaires? Now, I did hear even a left-leaning journalist who follows presidential campaign says Bernie is leaning more on billionaires than millionaires now. I, I'm, I'm not one to make as big a deal out of this as some people are. I don't think there's some rich irony or something that he made. He has a mil, over a million dollars because oh, he wrote some amusing. successful books. Yeah. The, hey, you, you can have millions of dollars and still think taxes should be higher. That's not impossible. Right, right. right. He's a greedy old man. That's a point well made. The fact that he didn't voluntarily pay extra, I think, is interesting. That, I do find that interesting, too. When he's one of the biggest voices for changing the laws to do so, which would affect him then, too? That would give him enormous moral, I think, weight because if it, he did that. It doesn't it's re- not necessary. No, it's not necessary, and yeah. it doesn't really do any good because the amount is... In, but it's like people who drive electric cars to try to have an effect on global warming. You're not going to make a, a, a thimble's worth of difference, but you're, you know, you're trying to be part of... So I am surprised, too, that he wouldn't donate to the percentage that he think is, is appropriate at right. that salary level. Yeah. All right, another note. Documents obtained by NBC News reportedly show Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg oversaw plans to control competitors by selling access to user data. According to 4,000 pages of documents, from 2011 to 2015, Zuckerberg and his management team discussed using the data as leverage over companies it partnered with. Facebook would give companies like Amazon extended access to user data because of its partnerships and advertising sales, but then would cut off access to a competing messaging app that had grown too popular. Facebook has denied that it gave special treatment to partners and reiterated that the leaked documents have been 
cherry-picked and are misleading. Uh, point of order, Facebook, we, meaning humans, don't believe anything you say on any topic. How has he not figured out, in short, how has he not figured out that everybody hates him now? AOC, it just came out today, has quit Facebook calling social media a public health risk. Wow. Everybody hates you, Zuckerberg. All political styles, rich, poor, old, young, liberal, conservative, everybody thinks you're a liar and making the world worse. How have you not gotten that message yet? I love Twitter as a news source and... Oh, yeah. Yesterday, when the Notre Dame thing happened, by far... The quickest, fastest way to get the best stuff was go to Twitter and just do hashtag Paris or Notre Dame. Sure. Live yeah. footage, seconds old yeah. from right there. Right. Yeah. Incredible. On the other hand, it is a, a leaky pipeline spewing hate oh, and yeah. bitterness. Oh, no doubt. All the time. I oh, mean, no. I just, I've got to either learn to use it better or I don't even go into comments anymore and I don't want to hear your comments and the rest of it. Some of, and I hate to say that because some of them are great. When it's good, it's really, really good and really, really interesting. But, but when it's bad, it makes you want to be dead. Well, it makes your heart hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, it's awful. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Saw a side of my son I had not yet seen yesterday, my third grader. Part of the evolution, the growing up mm. uh, process, the fathering, the... Uh, I'll share that with you. I thought it was a moment. Moments in time. <laughs> also, uh, AOC and why she quit Facebook. I'm glad that everybody's now on board with social media is bad. It's hurting us. It's hurting society in all kinds of different ways. Maybe if we all com- uh, agree on that, something will change. Social media is evil. Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember a buddy of mine saying that several years back. He said, Facebook is evil. Yeah, well, it was about an ex-girlfriend trying to get a hold of me. And I said, he said, do you want me to put her in contact with you? And I said, nah. He said, Facebook is evil. Well, what's the uh, what's the old saying that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing humanity he doesn't exist? What? Well, social media's greatest trick was convincing us it's a good thing. Yeah. It's just, ugh. It's, it's a seductress. It's a siren song. It's, you know, it's a drug dealer offering you a taste. <laughs> really is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. All right, I get it. So that's what you call, would you call that a humble brag, Sean? That's Mayor Pete asked about the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. Oh. Pointing, pointing out one of the eight languages he speaks? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I would call that more, I guess, seven languages, if we strive for accuracy. Uh, more of a flex than a humble brag. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, just yeah, kind right. of a, uh, hey, check this out. Eight languages? Eight. Ocho. Uh, <laughs> there you, you go. Will, uh, you've, you've said eight and now three languages. Uh, in town English. Yeah, uh, 
translation. I can't remember. For, for what he said, uh, to the people of France, I would like to say that the Notre Dame Cathedral is like a gift to the human race. We share the pain, but we also thank you for this gift to civilization. And uh, That's Mayor a Pete's, really nice thing to say. And Mayor Pete's a religious guy, so, mm. you know, it meant to him to, something to him on that level. Uh, we were just discussing how evil Facebook is on the uh, the story that is out today that Marshall mentioned. And I don't want to let the rest of social media off the hook, but go on about Facebook uh, Facebook if you like. Um, uh, trying to decide just how evil they are. Sean said we should compare to the uh, the tobacco companies. That is the modern tobacco company. Yeah. They 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 knew way early, if not from the beginning, how damaging their product was, but continued to pretend it was great. Despite yes. all the evidence out there, I think that's a really nice parallel. It's pretty good. I mean, obviously, it's more about mental health than the state of your lungs when you talk about the damage they do. But the, the, God, the more I look into just the skyrocketing adolescent um, suicide rate, we got an incredibly moving email from a guy who uh, his friend had lost a child to suicide at age twelve. I believe it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. That's incredibly serious, and I, you know, I, I feel bad bringing it up. But. And for Zuckerberg to continue to do the um, pretending he doesn't know or lying about uh, efforts to fix it, and then you find out a month later they're still doing what they said they were going to stop, which has happened a half a dozen times right. in the last year, right. is just amazing. I mean, it shows him to be a particular kind of person. He's not come forward and saying, and saying oh, I started this thing, I had no idea that this could happen, you know, we're as upset about it as, as you are. He's got billions of dollars. He doesn't need the money. Right. Um, yeah, I, even if he was going to have a, a come-to-Jesus meeting uh, with humanity and even say, look, now I have a million employees, and if we really change what we're doing, I'm going to put a lot of people out of work, so I'm really struggling with this. Uh, you know, I'd kind of appreciate that. But any I still wouldn't believe a word he said. But. Any acknowledgement that he recognizes the damage being done, right. whether it's selling our private information and just making our lives more miserable. No, nope. Senator, me. I'll have my team look into that. Or how, how miserable it makes people to be on Facebook just in general. Yeah, and I think those are two separate discussions right there's the what is the cultural social impact of social media having on on our brains particularly uh developing ones and facebook's shady business practices of of mining data from you and your contacts list and actively shopping that to highest bidders that one that second one was on purpose from the beginning yes and he's been lying about it the whole time two 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 kinds of evil in one that uh social media is ruining our lives they did it on they they made it addictive on purpose. I don't think they had any idea it was going to make people kill themselves and miserable. No, that that's a poor business model. <laughs> uh, but now that they do know it and everybody knows it, they could you know yeah. talk about it more or own up to it more. A lot of the people that created it along with them have said, "No, I'd never let my kids go on Facebook." Yeah, but uh, Zuckerberg is not doing that. You know, another parallel might be drug dealers. Speaking of products that make you miserable and eventually die in many cases, they just figure they'll have new customers coming along. So I retract that. That little bit of analysis. The youngest member of Congress, known as uh, AOC, yeah, you know me, has decided to break her Facebook habit. I personally gave up Facebook, which is kind of a big deal because I started my campaign on Facebook. Says Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Is she still making groovy, youngish, squatting videos on Instagram? And Facebook was my primary digital organizing tool for a very long time. I gave up on it. Social media poses a risk to everybody. I think it has effects on everybody. 
from young children to older people, increased isolation, depression, anxiety, addiction, escapism. Right. She's right about all that. I'm telling you, it is a pill that makes you not seek out humankind anymore. It's a pill that convinces you, okay, I've made contact. I don't need any more contact. Sometimes when I'm out in the in the masses of humankind, though, I was like, oh, if only there was a pill that I could take and not interact <laughs> with any of these people. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've mentioned this many times because I, I recognize myself in Thomas Jefferson's comments on this. Um, Joe comparing himself to Thomas Jefferson. Well, I'm always declaring my independence from various things, so there's that. <laughs> um, but he said his natural inclination is to isolate himself. He he was a loner. He was an introvert. <clears throat> but he realized if he gave in to that inclination too much, he turned bitter and weird. And he recognized that in himself. Yeah. So he made himself have contact with other human beings. And, you know, I think old TJ, really, he, he hit it on the nose. Speaking of human beings, my son's a human being, both of them. Uh, my oldest is a third grader. And so last week, and this was a new side of him that I saw. Uh, that I'd never seen before. So um, uh, last week I pick him up from school like I do every single day. We're driving down uh, the little uh, the little neighborhood road from his school at a very slow speed because unlike many of the parents, particularly moms in super safe cars, I don't drive 45 miles an hour down the street when there's little kids walking everywhere. I do not understand how you're a parent of ch- small children and you drive fast down the road when there's kids around. How does that happen? Anyway, I'm driving slow down the road. And uh, one of his classmates is riding his bike along down the sidewalk. So we're kind of going about the same speed. And I ro- and Sam says, roll down the window. I roll down the window. And Sam says, hey, to to his friend. His friend looks over and uh, and uh, starts talking to him and then crashes his bike. Oh. Like, misses the curb, crashes his bike or whatever. Oh, no. And I stopped and Sam said, you okay? You okay? And his kid said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine and everything like that. And I, I think he had to be a little hurt, but he was embarrassed because he yeah, crashed his sure, bike yeah. in front of uh, one of his schoolmates or whatever. And he said, okay, see you, see you, I'm going to do whatever. So then yesterday, for whatever reason, I don't quite know what their relationship is. It seems to be friendly more or less. But anyway, yesterday, same same thing. Pick Sam up from a school, driving along, kid's riding his bike. I roll down the window. Sam says, hey, how you doing? Kid says, hey, loser. Sam says, yeah, try not to crash your bike again. <laughs> Which actually made me spit my water out on the dashboard. I'm like, yes! Yes, that's fantastic! The ocean called, yeah. Wow, wow. (laughs) And I'd never seen that or heard that come out of him. Wow. Especially that quickly. It's a a human thing, I guess. That's what we all do. I wonder if the uh, tension in their relations arose from the unfortunate bike wreck incident. I don't know, but... Or if it was pre-existing. Or just giving friends a hard time in the way that guys do. I don't know, but that's so important. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. That is so important. Speaking of connections and human interaction and sort of stuff. Right. That is such a guy thing to do. Women pay each other compliments they don't mean to show their friends. Guys exchange insults they don't mean to show their friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Try not to crash your bike again. <laughs> oh, boy. It's amazing. So, uh, listen, there are so many stories we could get to today that it's just we don't have a lot of time to get into them. But have you followed this whole weird Jeff Bezos accusing Saudi Arabia of hacking into his phone with the aid of the National Enquirer. Mm-mm. And his top security guy, whose name is Gavin DeBecker, uh, wrote about an alleged plot by the Saudi Arabian government to hack the billionaire's phone. The idea being 
they were in with the National Enquirer to try to humiliate him because of the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, super critical reporting on Saudi Arabia snuffing old uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And so this De Becker uh, bloke, he suggested a connection between the hack and the National Enquirer's American media which published details of Bezos' affair with Lauren Sanchez and threatened to publish explicit text. Now, DeBecker offered little proof aside from circumstantial details. He also said the article was the last he'd talk about it. Haven't a couple of revelations uh, in the last year made you think Bezos is a, it was a little odd or a little weird? He's quirky. In the, in the way that a lot of super successful richest men on earth have been throughout the ages, whether it's Howard Hughes or whoever else, but... The 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 date and the chick and the send and the naked pics and the in the some of these conspiracy theories about Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. And yeah, he's 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 a little wacky. Yeah, yeah, he sure gets stuffed to your house quick though. Oh, no doubt about it. Come on, no doubt about it. <laughs> come on, the efficiency. I mean, come on. You know what I did over the weekend? Because uh, the washing machine was broken. God, I put in our new washing machine yesterday. God dang, that's a lot of work to get the old one out. Unhooked, and then my least favorite job in the world: cleaning the mess underneath an appliance that has been there for years. Oh, I thought you were going to say leveling it. I hate leveling it. God, the <laughs> gross stuff that's underneath your washer, refrigerator, whatever that's collected over the last year. To me, that's like a treasure hunt. It's fascinating to me. But uh, look at that! How'd that get under there? Speaking of Amazon, so couldn't do laundry or whatever. All my jeans were dirty. I thought I need a new pair of jeans for tomorrow. Two clicks on my phone. I have them like five hours later in front of my house. The wow. size I wear. I mean, how's retail ever going to compete with that? That's incredible. How dirty were your jeans? You had to buy new ones. <laughs> I need new ones anyway. All right. There they were. The point is, like that eye. fast, you can just get whatever you want. It's incredible. The point is, you need more jeans, clearly. Probably. You bought them. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 